0: The state of Massachusetts is reopened, everyone, and you know what that means. Live shows are back. This Saturday, June 5th, Bars Over Bars presents The Return to the Jungle, a live musical performance with an array of guests such as Hero the MC, Jay Faith, Aristotle Jones, and Chemic. Join us at The Jungle in Somerville this weekend from 7 to 9. Tickets are available at solo.to slash bars over bars or at the door. A reminder that this event is 21 plus with food and drinks also available. We're looking forward to seeing you there. Ready to go? I got my, I got my Heath 240 on too. Oh, 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 (laughs)
1: representing dude. It's funny. My mom wears it when we walk out and I'm like, oh, it's so cringy. My mom's (laughs) walking with my face all over her shirt. I'm like, geez, I need to make merch that I can wear next time because I can't wear that. Unless I look like a. Actually, yeah.
0: Yeah, like with my my merch, my face isn't on it, so it's perfect.
1: Yeah, so exactly. You can rock it wherever you want to go. My face plastered all over it. I look crazy if I'm wearing it.
0: Yeah, if you're wearing (laughs) your face on your shit. Yeah, that's funny. (laughs) I feel (laughs) like this dude got (laughs) issues. And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers and classes of fish. right, I'm already (laughs) fucking up. I can't talk either dude. I've been talking all day That's the problem.
1: Yeah, your brain's <laughs> getting tired now. It's the weekend, it's man. It. It's telling you to relax, man. <laughs>
0: And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially back in session. And we got a brand new episode here, and it's going to be a little bit different than what we've done in the past. I got a guest co-host with me today, and he should look very familiar. If, if you've been a fan of the Turntable Teachers, you probably know who he is. We have the one and only Heath240 joining us today. Yes, sir. And, uh,
1: yes he- sir. I'm glad to be here.
0: He's like yeah you, you you don't even look excited at all. You don't, you don't look at all thrilled. Just you've you've been here before like many times. It's it's you know.
1: <laughs> been there done that man. No, I'm just playing. No, I'm glad to be here, dude. I'm glad to, I'm glad this time is not necessarily about me and we get to talk about music, you know. Of
0: course if yeah, if you guys want to check out Keith Through 40's guest speaker episode, we did that one roughly a year ago now, which is kind of interesting. It was, was Oh about, my about god. A, it was about a year ago. Isn't Jeez. that crazy?
1: Yeah, that is crazy. It just it doesn't feel nearly like a year ago to be honest. No, yeah, I, th-
0: I want to say it was around this time. I'm actually gonna like check which what the date was that uh that I had you on. But yeah, and then you came on for our like Socratic seminar like during the like you know Black Lives Matter and all that. Like that was mm-hmm. definitely a good conversation too with like Zaphir yep. and Hindolo and Charlie Machine and everybody. So that was a good one. And uh, yeah, man, that no, was great. You came on. Oh, it was ten months ago. It says I don't have an exact date though. Exactly, Jeez, but that's like almost a year, dude. It. That's like Close right around years. the corner. Yeah, so you must have come on in like May or June or something like that. But yeah, dude. I
1: think I came a couple a couple weeks after I dropped uh, attention. Attention. I don't know why I said oh, that. that's
0: Probably what it, that's what. it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah you almost got me confused. I was like, what what song? No, it didn't, no <laughs> like, you've been you've been
1: know, down you've been you've know been hanging out stuff you
0: You've been hanging out in Miami too long. You've been hanging out in Miami too long.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, bro. I've been out in Broward County too much, man. I'm becoming a real uh, what is it called? What's their thing? Um, members only, man. You know. Yeah. There's gonna be. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I anyways, don't know what I was saying, but
0: whatever. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he's just just throwing like you know accents on his songs, on his new, on his old song. So it's fine. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're here, man, and we're going to do a little different, I guess, a little different episode here. It's, uh, we're not gonna really going to review music necessarily like I do with, of course, our actual co-host, Phoenix Rios. Uh, we're going to a little unscripted. We're just not, not that, you know, Phoenix and I are scripted, but uh, we're just going to talk about music. Like, what are we listening to? So I guess that's what this episode is called. What what are we listening to? Uh, so hopefully, like, there's going to be some recommendations for you, from me, and vice versa, and then whoever's listening to this. They're gonna get double double time recommendations. So, yeah. And Heath Two Forty, he just dropped a brand new single, "Alive." So make sure you guys go check that one out. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll be reviewing that pretty soon. Phoenix and I, not oh, not, to, not to spoil. Oh, so we'll see. We'll see I what happens to that. Yeah, yeah, I won't give my hopes yeah. up. Don't, don't especially with Phoenix. He tends to be a little ruthless sometimes. You know, oh, you know man. where I stand on the song. You know, I love the song. You know, I won't stop listening to it. We'll see. We'll see what Phoenix thinks, though.
1: <laughs> i'm gonna get i'm gonna get like a two two out of ten
0: two out of ten we have we don't really like rank them but yeah like he, he oh, definitely don't phoenix, okay not i'm gonna like rank them per se but like yeah phoenix is phoenix has totally given out some twos out two out of tens uh especially <laughs> lately so
1: <laughs> well you gotta Which do it. it only makes the freaking like the ones that you really love that much like that much better you know what i mean can't get everything no there's no participation trophies here no none
0: no, no, we, we we like we like honesty around here. You know what I mean. That's 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 the goal. So, yeah. either, way. either way, yeah. So yeah, we're just we're just gonna shoot the shit and talk about the music that we're we're listening to and uh, you know what's in, been in rotation. And of course, you've been writing for Daily Chiefers now. So like for you to be able to be you know, kind of I guess you know putting on and like listening to a lot more music than you you probably have. How first before we get started, like you know how's that how's that going? Like the the writing part for you, like I know because. You know, you're kind of going from an artist's, you know, mindset to now kind of almost as, like, not a music reviewer, but, like, a music promoter. So, like, how's that been?
1: Yeah, uh, I think that's been pretty, it's been pretty strange, you know, because, I said as you said, coming from an artist standpoint, where it's, like, I never really, like, I like I liked music. I love listening to underground artists. I always kind of had that in my, like, thing. I never, like, you know, just kind of always like to find fresh music. Mm-hmm. but actually writing about it and sharing it is kind of strange because i actually had to write about it and like i never thought about music in a really like not analytical way but like really just kind of like oh I, what what do i like about this song what's making it stand out to me and like kind of being mm-hmm. able to articulate that has kind of helped my music uh kind of vice versa it's like okay now i kind of really understand what i liked about this song maybe i can implement it to my own stuff you know but it's been a cool. Yeah. It's been fun. I've met a lot of cool artists um, through writing, a lot of other cool people, a lot of other cool writers as well. It's been a really cool experience where it's like, I don't think I honestly would have gravitated towards it unless like, it happened the way it did, you know? Mm. That makes sense. Cool.
0: Awesome. Well, you definitely, I will link the Daily Chiefers website in the description. You guys can check out all the articles that Heath's been, uh, you know, writing about and things of that nature. And yeah, I so guess we'll start with you, man. Uh, give me give me your first like recommendation. So what what have you been listening to? What's been like? What's like a must listen right now? That's like on your in your rotation.
1: A must listen to me for right now. Okay, so I'm gonna start off with something maybe not so fresh. But uh, Malaya's – I don't even know how to say that Mahala, her album a Love and Compromise. Oh Mahala, it came out. Yeah, yeah. Like wait, how can you say that one more time? Mahalia. Mahalia. So, yeah, I think that's how you pronounce I it. I was <laughs> running <referring laughs> through her name. I'm butchering. I knew it was gonna butcher it too, because I almost called her Malia too. But um but that project from 2019, I've kind of revisited um maybe earlier this week. And I because I already kinda of liked the project, but I revisited it. I'm like, damn, I really love this project. Where like the, I like I don't think there's one song on the project I dislike. You know? Some more than others I like, but like there's nothing that I'm sitting here like, damn, this is just a dud. This is not it. But so, yeah, that's something I really wanna kind of Bring back to a spotlight because I feel like it doesn't get as much praise as it should. You know, the songwriting's crazy on that.
0: I love projects like that when you when there's no skippables and that really just kind of flow mm-hmm. through like that. And it's funny you said that because I actually uh, I heard her for the very first time on I don't know if you've heard this song. It's called "Awake" by Child featuring her. When Child has like oh, three, no. or f- you got that. That's when you got to check out. It's got like three or four eyes child or whatever and uh he's he's an artist that he's a canadian artist i believe if i'm not mistaken Mm. i believe i want to say he's canadian but mahali is featured on this brand new one uh it's a single uh, and i'm obsessed with it it's really really good uh very like uh like bedroom r&b like not like bedroom pop like you do like it's very like slow like sexy you know what i mean it's like one of those types of songs and it's got a really interesting uh like they have a very good um I would say like chemistry, the two of them, like on this mm. song in particular. So now that you saying that, I actually hadn't checked out any of like her solo stuff. So I definitely want to like check this album out now too. What, what is this album? What's the album called again?
1: Uh, it's called Love and Compromises. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, it's 21. funny because like the albums like, because you know, I think because you just mentioned the child songs more like slow jam kind of sensual R&B. The album is yeah, yeah. kind of, the reason maybe I gravitate towards it is because has a lot of very like it's like pop R and B like you know what I mean like mm. not necessarily in the corny way like I'm not saying Khalid's corny but kind of like like really just like just pop music you know what I mean right but it's like very like you like when you when you listen to the tracks like my favorite part about her songs is she always has a great hook the hooks are like you like you hear it once you like ah this is so sticky I need to listen to the song again just to get to that hook just to get to the hook you right. know and like. So that's one of the major things, but like something about her songwriting is just very poppy. But it's not like typical pop music where it's like, oh, this like just sounds like some like you know the yeah. new Justin Bieber record. It's like very soulful because even that whole British R and B singer scene, um, uh, it's nuts. Like these, I don't know what's in the water over there, but it's like crazy, man. they just make some great R and B music, especially in the past couple of years. It's like, oh my god, you know, it's, it's nuts. Even like kind of maybe skipping around a little bit, but. Another song that I'm really into is the new Saunders song with Georgia Smith. Like that song is Dude, incredible. Smith.
0: What, what's what's that one? Because I haven't heard that one. Georgia Smith's amazing, by the way. I love her stuff, man. I've been I've been a huge fan of her for a while.
1: Oh, she's she has a beautiful voice. Like uh like there's not too many people who have such a beautiful voice and uh, just the swag yeah. to go with it. Hold up, I'm about to look up the name of the song real quick. Cause, oh, it's called Nobody But You. So, it's basically okay. just Brent Fias and her singing, like, and like kind of intertwining their vocals. And it's, like, it's a beautiful song. Like, it's really good. Like, I, they, I there's very few songs that I'm like, wow, these guys come together really well. I'm going to have to check out the Mahalia and Chow song to see if that oh, one does like it. it for me, too. Like but, it. like, this one, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, because, like, you know, Brent has a very distinct voice, and she has a pretty distinct voice as well. It's just a great combination. Great. I'm like I can't. Yeah. This UK. So this is. UK this is you said.
0: So, oh, so, so you said Sonder is on it. And then Brent Fias as well.
1: Oh, well. Well, so Sonder is Brent Fias' group because he's paired with. So originally because if you oh. like Brent Fias' first album is Sonder's son. So that was like his break from the group because he originally he was on oh. the group called Sonder with this producer. I forget the producer's name. So it's Brent Fias and a producer that makes Sonder up.
0: Oh. I did not know that. Yeah, this is this is new story. Yeah, I, I thought he was a solo. Actor. <laughs> I didn't, I realize he was some deep it.
1: This is some deep time nerd thing. Well, this is what you do when, yeah. you, write
0: for, when you when you start writing and you, and you get into the analytical <laughs> world. You get into this, and this the crazy part of it too is like you know I'm I'm obviously in the same boat as you, but like oh, yeah. clearly clearly there's just so much out there to like think about and look at right like I just don't even I, this isn't I didn't re- realize that that's interesting um and you know it's funny i probably wouldn't have recognized that had you not said anything so i'm gonna add this to my library now because this is freaking no definitely Definitely. i, I it love it both let of them Know what you think that new brent fires with with tyler the creator is pretty solid too not new but like it came out a couple of weeks ago that shit's fire man i like that shit too and yeah, i love that um, record yeah but georgia smith and brent fires that's actually a, a a duo that i wouldn't I wouldn't have thought about before but like now that you're talking about it like it makes makes total sense like they they definitely have a, a really good interesting uh case kind of going back to your justin bieber you just said justin bieber and like so for example like another uk artist that's very intriguing to me is at Giveon.
1: oh yeah okay. yeah
0: and he was on that record um like that song everyone likes i, I like it a lot I'm too that, Peaches, the, the, i
1: love that Peach's, song <laughs> that song's kind of it's, fire, such, it's so good
0: yeah it is really good. I what did you think about that project actually, the Justin Bieber
1: album? Meh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Really? Like, I don't think there was any other song besides. Oh, I like the song with Beam, but like besides Peaches and the song with Beam, I was kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, it's whatever. You know, it's better than the Intentions one that was prior to this one, but it's still not like yeah, it's, it's not as good as it should be. You know what I mean? Coming from the Biebs.
0: I li- I, I'm actually kind of opposite like I I actually kind of liked it oh. I, and it's and it's funny the the one song that I'm a little like uh, disappointed by is that Dominic Fike record die for you oh, I thought it was big. like I thought it was way Matt too really like upset. glitzy yeah it was too glitzy and like glamorous for me and like they they really tried they put they pushed it in like that like 80s synth pop mm-hmm. like trying to really like play on like stuff that like the Weeknd does now. But I don't think they yeah. executed it well, and I think what makes the weekend sound with that work is because he puts his like own like dark spin on it with mm-hmm. the Justin Bieber like that that particular song. And I'm a huge Dominic Fike fan, like you know people that know the podcast, like I, I yeah, and he's a, he's a Florida guy too. Like the, the the stuff Dominic Fike's been doing as of like the last year and a year and a half, like he, actually I shouldn't even say that, even the last two or three years with. Um, Stuff like, you know, songs like Three Nights and, uh, you know, She Wants the Money mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Those those tracks are amazing. Like, I, I just would have felt like Biebs and Fike would have done something a little more like creative and less yeah. like, yeah, it just, it, it just, it just didn't sit well with me. That was a song I didn't care for, but there's a lot, of, I think there's a lot of good songs on this thing, man. I think I, I really loved Unstable with
1: Kid Leroy. Like, that's a jam. Oh, I uh-huh. had an issue with that. That's one of the songs I had a major issue with, dude. Because I'm like, what? How are you gonna put Killer on a song without drums? You know what I mean? Like, obviously I, he can sing, yeah, yeah, But it's like, you want to hear Killer Roy kind of like sing on the beat, bro, and kind of do his flows. When it's like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like that was a major opportunity missed where you could actually make like a song. Like, I feel like a lot of the Killer Roy like fan fans, they're like younger kids, you know, and they're not gonna sure. listen to something with no beat. You know what I mean? They're just not gonna listen to something with no drums. So I kinda had an issue, I was like, damn, cause I was expecting to have like some like massive Killer Roy records where Justin Bieber's kind of taking influence from the Killer Roy's news style. But I was like, oh man, you kinda yeah. fumbled the bag on that one, at least in my opinion.
0: I liked the I liked the overall like melody of the song though. That was that was the big thing for me that I really enjoyed about that one. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a fan. I like, I like that. And then the, uh, the other track that I was a huge highlight for me off this too, was, I mean, I came out a while ago and I know I'm, I really like Holy man. I'm sorry. Like that, that, I know oh. I no chance. It's, it, it kind of gives me, I don't mean to sound like, you know, you know, weird like this, but it gives me chills, man. That song gives me chills. I fucking love that song. It's so good.
1: No, <laughs> no I like, I definitely agree with that. You know, I'm like it's fan. like, for me, that's one of the better songs on the record. It feels like really put together. But, like, my thing is just Chance the Rapper is horrible. <laughs> He's just so bad now. Disappointing, at least for, like, a major fan or, or used to be major fan of him.
0: Yeah, I, it, it's interesting. I almost feel as though with Justin Bieber in particular, it's kind of funny how they're they're a little bit opposite. Like, they both are, like, men of faith, clearly, right? Like, especially, like, once they've – I feel like once Justin Bieber found, like, his faith, I feel like his music got a little bit better, to be honest with you. Like, Coming off an album like Purpose, like I know Intentions was kind of a flop, but like I love that Purpose record, and this in particular I thought was was pretty solid too. Chance opposite, I feel like once he got into like his super like after Coloring Book, I feel like it's just gone so downhill for him. It, in yeah, it's just not he's not elevating his sound in in a, in a place where I feel as though it's like I, I agree with that, but yeah, it's just it's just not something that I can gravitate towards at this point with Chance with Chance the Rapper.
1: Yeah, I just feel like I don't know. Like I just feel like he doesn't care anymore, to be honest. Where it's like he did, he did like he did a lot, and then now it's kind of to the point where it's like, all right, he has a lot of other things that are kind of going on in his life. I feel like where he's not even like as focused on music as he once was, because even like I'm like, I'm like, what like. No, I love Justin Bieber's part on the Holy Song, but like that Joe Pesci line, that I'm like, that's just like I don't know, like, like it's like a struggle bar, you know? It's just like a struggle bar, and it's like, I, ah, yeah. like, yeah, I don't know, yeah. like I don't even listen to J. Cole though. songs when he does those. Hmm,
0: it's, it's memorable at least.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely is memorable. Maybe not for the right reasons, but it's definitely memorable nonetheless.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah, how, enough about the beeps.
1: Go ahead. How, how do you, how like, so kind of talking about people who kind of feel like falling off. How do you feel about the last two Baby Keem releases if you have heard those?
0: The one that just came out today?
1: Well, the one that came out today and the other one that had the blue one like senses, um, I think it was the director's name.
0: So I hadn't heard the first one, so I can't speak on that. I honestly though haven't been a big Baby Keem guy. Like from even okay. from the start. I, I I don't that's not the kind of music that I like, you know what I mean? Like I can't I can't get into him for some weird reason. I don't know what it is. Like i'll put it to you this way and someone has sent me another record um or a song excuse me a friend of mine shout out jared jared vijon he's he's uh he's an avid listener of the podcast and just an avid music listener he sent me this shout other out. So, shout out he sent me this song called batman and robin by well i'm gonna get the artist up for a second shojo and, okay. yeah so it seems like he's like a, a smaller artist I'm not gonna about to I'm kind of about to bash this guy not not in a bad way like or just not like it's not not not, a, not a, like a, a diss or anything yeah, like I that I just listen if I want to listen to like Lil Uzi Vert style music I'm, I'll just go listen to Lil Uzi Vert yeah, to Uzi. like he yeah Uzi's the one for me where like I can tolerate it and I can actually I actually like it because I feel like he's somewhat creative baby keem to me man i don't see the appeal and like i've been i've been told i'm crazy from multiple people that i can't get on board and then the travis scott record he just dropped today or as the day we're recording this which is today i don't like that one either i mean i know i've only listened to it a handful of times today but it's it's so just kind of like meh.
1: it's boring like baby keem's older stuff like baby keem's older stuff is pretty um like I thought it was refreshing like you know it's kind of like a cool take on like what Kendrick Lamar would be doing if he was like young you know what I mean like, yeah. like you know what I mean like younger at least like he's like like maybe like a 20 year old it's like okay he kind of raps like he has some pretty decent bars he, maybe he's not super lyrical like Kendrick but it's like similar kind of cadences He I would I would think Kendrick would hop on like a more modern like trap beat you know for like young kids to go to party right but this new this past two records for me I'm just like bro they have been so mid bro It's just like the Travis Scott one in particular, like I'm just like it's just boring. Like usually, sometimes it's usually so he has boring. like some good one liners, but just nothing there.
0: Travis Scott, man, since he he has been on a Super Bowl hangover slump, or whatever. Since and I, uh. I say that because from Astro World, like since Astro World, I don't feel like. Travis Scott has put out anything that I've really like been enamored by or even really like interested in for some reason. And I love astroworld World. I think that's one probably one of his better projects, if not his best project. And I I almost feel as though it's the same thing. Like he's hit the he's hit the peak with that, and he's really fallen flat for me since. Man, like nothing I've even heard Travis Scott on has has even remotely interested me as of late. And and every song he's on, every song he's on, like even like example, like a song like I don't know, it was a year or two ago, but a song like The London, like I. Oh, nah. Like I didn't like that one like or I didn't like his part on it um, you know he's just like he just hasn't really captured my attention since World. I'm not sure like what the what the issue is with with his with me and his music lately but it's just it sounds very uninspired is, is like the best way I could put it
1: yeah like I'm, I've never been the biggest Travis fan you know I definitely like some of his records like I def, my favorite Travis record is honestly his first one rodeo. Because there's just some really, like, Radio I don't know, it was, it was, like, he's really, it, like, and somewhat it was refreshing at the time when, it, like, he first came, I was like, all right, as he tried to say, he's going to elevate trap music to a more musical level where it's just not like that, and he definitely did that, he definitely brings trap music to a place where it's a mixture of, like, art, you know what I mean, rather than just, like, we're just rapping to rap. So, like, I, I can, I, I really respect his creativity, but, like, something for me just doesn't really hit, like, the way where, like, so I know millions of other people it does, it's just like, yeah, like, Travis Scott's that guy. But um, World, obviously great album. I think love that album. I lot, lot of love the tracks on it. Like he is ah. great, a great ear to kind of less so for rapping, but like just curating a good record. And like that's some, and like that's something that's very understating in his music, all about his music. But I'm not even gonna lie, I thought this Baby Keem record was probably his best verse I've heard in a long time. Hmm. Not being a fan, but it's like. I feel like he at least tried something different, you know? It might not have been like, oh, wow, this sounds the best. But I'm like, at least you try to do something different because you try to, like, he did some weird vocal things that I would have think, like, uh, Future would do, you know, Cause how Future always has yeah. one of those quirky songs where he just does some weird out-of-pocket flow that you don't expect from him. Kind of mm-hmm. hit me with one of those on this. Maybe not my favorite verse from him, but it's definitely, I'm like, oh, at least he's trying. But I think he's just kind of, as you said, he's in that, like, slump where it's like, you have this massive success. How the hell are you are going to follow this up? in a way that's actually meaningful.
0: Yeah, he just didn't to me, like he just didn't hasn't yet like for me uh, like a while. So, yeah, uh, and I've just never been a Baby Keem guy. So maybe that's part of it as well, like maybe I'm writing off the song particularly because of Baby Keem. And I and I will say like I know people have been saying I'm crazy for not that I don't like him. I've I listened to it today and it's funny you actually brought it up because I've given it a chance and I just I've I continuously I'm going to try to give him a chance. Like I'll listen to his stuff when he drops it because I know people are really like enamored by what he's doing it just it just doesn't sit well with me or it's not like my cup of tea i'm not
1: sure what it what it is but i think yeah. a lot of the appeal for him has to be the visuals too you know like his music videos are really tight and they're cool but it's like oh, you're working with kendrick lamar or kendrick lamar's a cousin you know right and um you're working right. with uh like was it day free so obviously your packaging is going to be super tight and slick but it's like if the packaging is tight and slick and the music's not it's like especially at the point you are where it's like sure you might be able to skate by on that to like kind of grow to a certain point but you're like at the point where it's like you have a song with travis scott man like you're about to like they're they're thinking you're gonna break through the underground and become a mainstream household name in the sometime near future so it's like the music can't just be okay at this point you know it could probably get you all the way up to this point where like the music's okay i definitely think he has some slaps but like for these past couple releases Nothing's hitting like that first, uh, what is it, Die for My Bitch EP or album, where like those songs were just crazy. I remember this is probably maybe, and I'm thinking maybe part of it, the appeal of his music is it's going out music. Every time I would hear a song, so it's just be like, I'm out at a bar, I'm out of the club, I'm at a party. But True. since COVID, he's not been, he's not really been dropping music sort of like that because maybe it's just, what, where, where would that be being played? You know what I mean? Because, sir, sure, some people put play that stuff in their headphones, but like, a lot of other people have been kind of in more of a mellow mood. So like you're not going out, you're not been in right. that party mode. So maybe his music just has a, doesn't have a place right now in the COVID era.
0: That's actually a great point. <laughs> I, don't know I why feel I like, it like that. the COVID era. Yeah, but no, in, in a sense, you, you bring up a very valuable, valuable point. Like I, I I do almost feel that that could be a factor in like why he's maybe not hitting. I, I, I On the other hand though, I almost feel like I'm probably in the minority of and you would probably as well. I feel like there are a ton of people out there that really like this track. Um, I know who uh, Odin's is a huge fan. shout out. Odin's, who we've done a lot of work with too, he's a friend of the show. He loves Baby Keem, and he's one of the people that thinks I'm crazy that I don't like Baby Keem. So it's interesting.
1: But I could definitely see the both sides. You know, he's okay. Uh, yeah. Like I, he's like he's definitely. I think he's definitely gonna have a long career. He's just gotta step it up, buddy. Come on now. Taking this, yeah. taking this from somebody who's not nearly close to where you are. Step it up.
0: <laughs> yeah, you have a lot, of, a lot of uh, authority, authority there, and, and, and I, and yeah. I have even, and I have even more than you do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh jeez,
0: oh, geez. oh geez. Obviously, obviously, sarcasm, obviously joking, but um, speak. Uh, I want to actually go back a little bit to some of like the UK. Stuff. And did you did you hear that slow tie record?
1: Yes, yes. Love that record. That record's great.
0: Yo. Slow tie's the man. I love I love me some slow tie. That is that is somebody that I can get behind that I really honestly believe in that's making some really interesting music that's engaging but also introspective at the same time. I love how he's like particularly on that on this project. I really, really enjoyed how he like split it up where like the first half of the Mm -hmm. album was a lot more like bangers and like, and and, and you could tell they were going to be bangers because he capitalized all the, like this, the the titles and then the slower tracks, the more like stripped back, like uh, introspective cuts were like more towards the end, uh, like the second half. And it was all uh, like lowercase stuff. Um, And I've been dying to talk about this part about the album in particular. And I'm so glad I I was able, able to bring it up now. The only gripe I have with the with the album, and I love it, I really really do. And yep. again, this is this is uh, Ty, Tyron, which is uh, I guess his first name. Uh, Slow Ties' latest latest album that just dropped maybe a month or two ago. I want to say it was closer to two months now. Um, the one gripe I have, okay, is that Denzel Curry did not get a verse on
1: Terms. Oh, dude, I like. I'm not gonna lie. I had to listen to that record a couple times. To figure out that he's like the mumbly voice that like they pitch shifted, right? Like the, the interlude. I was like, I'm like, I'm like, because I listened to it first. I was like, oh, maybe I was just zoned out. Maybe I was just zoned out with his verse, right? Yeah, Let's I do it again. I'm like, thing. oh, no, he's not that. He's just not that. Because he would have killed that song, dude. Yeah. And
0: speaking of Fike, like actually killing something, he, he murks that hook. Like just absolutely just goes to town on that hook. And I love like the fast flows that Slow Tie plays with. And that's probably like one of the more gritty tracks on the back half of that project. So I'm, yeah. all, I'm almost – that's another thing too. I'm kind of like – like I was interested as to why he put that on the second half versus the first half. Because that song felt like – even though in like maybe like vibe and cadence, it's not as kind of like – kind of like in your face right but even it's still like dark and gritty so even though it's not so much like of like the super energetic stuff that he put on like earlier in the project like a song like canceled bro like ugh, i just i just recently got back to the gym like you know vaccinated now yep. I, need to, I need to get back on my gym grind <laughs> can't canceled canceled has been on my gym playlist now two days in a row so like, that's that's that thing goes man like that song And then a song like towards the end of the uh, album too, a song like NHS, I love that like really high pitched uh, vocal delivery on the hook, and like that part of it is yeah, uh, Slow Tie is just to me, uh, he's very self aware, Uh, he's not afraid to be who he is, and that's that those are the parts of like Slow Tie I really enjoy. That's why I like I feel like I really just enjoy his music that much because of just his ability to. Just yeah, just be himself, and he's been very much accepted as so, in a lot of ways.
1: And like it, like it's funny, funny, it's funny to me because I usually do not like um, UK rappers, to be honest with you. Like I, f- quite frankly, just the appeal to it has not really kind of made me as I don't know, and like so. But like, but the one thing, Slow tide has been able, like, Slow ties has been the one artist I've been able to like. Firmly stand behind, you know. And it's funny; he's like maybe the most oddball out of all of them, you know what I mean? With oh, yeah. his weird vocals and his vocal delivery. But as you said, bro, it's something about his introspective nature and in his music. Even if you look back at um, nothing great about Britain. and he's oh, just yeah. bringing up these that topics so that are so um, so so relatable, especially like relatable to somebody our age in America, one, but very relatable oh, yeah. to some people our age in the UK, where I feel like that's a big reason because and, and i feel like he gets written off a lot of the times because his voice is so zany and he flows such a, in such a way where people aren't really looking for these deeper um social commentary that he has in most of his records you know and it's often overlooked because he's just so like out there because i showed my it's funny my sister hates low tie it's funny i showed her some <laughs> of the records and she just wasn't really into it but i remember vividly uh, me and her were sitting on the couch and she was asleep and i was like oh let me put some music videos on then i put a slow time video on. i'm like she's asleep she's not gonna like care whatever i play but she woke up out of her sleep she goes oh my god turn this off <laughs> oh i can't stand this but i was like i'm like how how key out like bro it's so good but i can definitely see why like pe- some people get charred from all that stuff and just can't see the the pure genius behind it but like bro that album um and like the i will was it uh i forget which record it is with deb never on it um Ooh, it's push, part. push. Yeah. <laughing> yeah. I love that record. Yeah. Speaking of Deb Never, not
0: to oh, call co- Before I go to Deb Never, because she's, she's another artist that I've come on to somewhat recently in the last few years, like gotten into her solo stuff very recently. But, yep. Um, you know, I've heard her on, you know, the Brockhampton uh, record yep, from yep. last year, Ginger. And then, uh, of course, she was on Slow Ties, Tieran. Uh, t- uh, I'm curious, now that Tieran's kind of sat with you for like a couple of months, which do you prefer? Do you prefer nothing great about Britain or do you prefer t- Tyrion? Like, if you were to pick one, like, do you think like one's better than the other?
1: Um, I pretty think Tyrion is a little bit better, just because it feels a little bit more mature. and maybe in like the the, the the like the song choices and palette, but like I like definitely songs off uh, nothing great about Britain, I think they have a little bit more bite to them still, in like a weird mm. way where it's kind of like more rugged and like I don't know. Like nothing great about Britain has some of my like high like like some of my like all oh, these songs will always be one of my favorite slow tide songs. But I think as a project, Terrence just a little bit more, you know, thought it like not not more, not, more, not more to polished, say no one was not thought out, but like a little bit more thought out and more more thoughtical Where it's like, I know what I'm trying to get across here. You know what I mean? Even though mm-hmm. like the other ones very feels like very like particular, but it just this new one just feels a little bit more. But how about yourself? I
0: would actually probably agree with that. The one song on Great Nothing Great About Britain. It would be a runaway if it was on. Tyrin would be gorgeous for me. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. That Kanye West-esque sample is like the high, like the high-pitched, uh, like vocal sample. That shit goes, man. For me. And so if like if gorgeous was on Tyrin, it would be a home run. But but just because of the political charge, sort of nature of nothing great about Britain, it does make me sort of pause and kind of like think about it. But I agree. I think top to bottom. Uh, I really do uh, agree that Tyrone's a better record, and Feel Away was one of my favorite songs of last year. I actually had it on like my my year end list because it technically was a single that came out like in twenty twenty, and then he dropped the project. I want to say like February. Um, so I, I I'm with you on Tiran, but back to Deb Never. So I don't know. Have you heard any of her solo stuff?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. Like one of my favorite songs by her is uh, what is it called, Stone Cold. I love that video with it's her and okay. I know it's it's a record with her and Kenny Beats. Very cool record. That's one of my favorite records by her. But like, I'm like, and and uh, I don't know if you're gonna if you're segueing into this her new record Sorry. I don't know if you're gonna bring yeah. that like, that came out maybe Sorry's last great week or so, yeah. which I thought was a really dope record as well.
0: Yeah, I'm a huge fan of that Someone Else song. That's like one of the first songs I heard mm-hmm. of hers, like uh, her solo stuff. And I didn't, I, I've never heard the one that you
1: mentioned. What what was it called again? Oh, Stone Cold. With Kenny Beats? Yeah. Do you need to like, because my thing is, like the song's great, like, because it's like, it's a play on Stoke, Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin. So it's like, it's fun in that aspect, but the music video is super fun. It's like, she has like a giant muscle suit on and like, she's in, like a wrestling ring and like, I don't know. It's a like, very good, like the the, the whole presentation of it, it's really cool. um, And that's maybe why I was a little bit more attracted to it because it's, it's, it's very, like all most of her music is kind of slow in the first place, but like, it's, it's kind of it's like, a, like a real slow burn. I feel like,
0: yeah, yeah. Her stuff's very moody. I would say, um, in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. But no, I'm a big fan of Deb Never Man. Like the Someone Else song, I'm really a big fan of. Sorry is fantastic. It's almost as good as for me as Someone Else. Uh, and I really do want to hear this Kenny Beats one, so I'm going to add it right now because I uh, Stone Cold. I just added it. It's it's. Uh, I'm a huge just Kenny Beats guy because of mm-hmm. his. Dude, it's crazy how Kenny Beats can work with like a, a Denzel Caria slow tie and then completely flip the script and work with someone like Deb Never. Like his ability to just fit whoever he's working with. Like he's a he's genius level producer, man, Kenny Beats.
1: Oh, dude, I was just like, it's funny you were talking about this now. I was just watching, uh, listen to, he had on, a, on a podcast with, uh, with uh, Rick Rubin. Uh, I think it's called the broken record progress I forget like don't I think I don't, that's don't I think, I think that's for that.
0: rick Rubin's podcast if I'm not mistaken the that's broken what it's records called? yeah yeah it is
1: yeah so he Kenny beats was on and he was kind of distinct just talking about like regional hip hop and like how he how his process of making music is really based on like understanding the regional influences and like it's funny because he breaks it down to even the point where like in certain regions where hip hop like how hip hop kind of grew there it's like, Certain beat machines from the nineteen nineties kind of influenced this whole sound, so he'll go back and figure out what the beat machine is. So when he gets an artist from the DMV, he knows what sounds they're kind of comfortable with, and he goes, "That can change the whole mood of a uh, session just based off of, like, based off of picking a right sound that fits what these artists already think." Like, I'm used to rapping right. on something like this. You pick the right sound, and now I feel comfortable to kind of rap on it, and like it kind of can change the whole session. you're saying, so kind of going to genius producer uh all very genius producer but also very genius people's person and understanding how people operate and like i feel like that's really important to be a producer or engineer that people often overlook
0: oh yeah and that's that's difficult to do right so be able to master that like be that good of a people person and be able to actually like you know figure out what like not only sound wise but thematically like what an artist is trying to go for like that's I, I have so much respect for Kenny Beats as just uh, not only for his ear for beats and, and music, but also just for that reason you mentioned too. I'm, I'm definitely going to check out that podcast. Rick Rick Rubin does some pretty awesome podcasts with some legendary. Like his his Kevin Abstract podcast for, and his Andre 3000 podcast are like legendary. Mm-hmm. Those two. I love both stuff. of those ones. Crazy definitely stuff. check
1: out the Pharrell one too. Oh, I definitely want um, to see The Pharrell that one was really insightful as well. And it's funny because you get to see how humble of a guy, um, for a little, for all is. It's like, I like it. was like, even though he has like all these platinum records, bro, like, what's that one stat like 2003? He had like 90, like 54% of all the records on radio were produced by him or he was a part of something crazy like that. It's like, this guy who's so out there, he, um, and he's like just on there. He's like, oh, geez, I can't believe i want here with Rick Rubin. <laughs> and it's just funny to see that. Yeah. And he just explains, like, the, his music and how he just created it and i thought that was a really good one too like definitely kevin abstract was fire andre 3000 one is easily one of my favorite podcasts of all time just see how candid he is and um because you don't get to see him too much so it's like really it's always exciting to hear him talk you know but the furrow one's definitely up there with me for me so definitely check that out too if anybody anybody cares about pot listen to podcasts you're listening to one right now so you should check out those <laughs> ones too after this one though.
0: yeah oh Good, good, and I and I hope that people uh, listening to this care about podcasts have to listen to it. So, <laughs> absolutely, I agree. No, it, it, you, it's very rare that you can get an Andre three thousand interv- like interview, like or even sound bites out there. So, the fact that there's like that podcast out there is it's it's, it's a pretty special one for sure. Um, uh, you know, it's funny actually. Uh, I was I was absolutely geeking because Johan Lennox came on the podcast about I would say now about a month ago, and he said he was out that he was out at Rick Rubin's studio with the Brockhampton guys not long ago. Which how crazy is that? And he like he just that kind of like threw it, in. kind of like just like
1: threw it in there. You know what I mean? And I was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> like, huh? what, the what the hell? What the hell? No, that like, and that's just the fact of that. And like, I think this might be a good segue to talk about the new, the new BH cut, um, new BH album, Road Runner, the new machine or new machine of lights. I'm like, whatever. Yeah, Road, Runner, Road
0: Runner. new light, new machine. I think it's called something. Something. Yeah, of that nature. we can talk
1: about that. Like, cause yeah, I'm like, what, what we. I think that's the best thing they dropped since Saturation Series. You know what I mean? Like, since 2017. I feel like they kind of really hit their footing again. So, okay.
0: I I, It's funny. I almost haven't ran it back as much as I feel like I should have. You know? So, like, I mean, I've been listening to it a lot. But, like, usually when they drop a project, man, like that's all I listen to for, like, months on end. So, it, for me... I I do really like the project. Put it that way. I really really enjoy it. I, I can't sit here definitively yet and say that I like it better than Ginger, or Iridescence. Um, I definitely not Ginger yet. Like I looking back on it, like Iridescence. I think they were Iridescence has some really great tracks, and it was yeah. I think that year it might have been my favorite album of the year. Okay. Um, there's some back like yeah with with the I have to go back in the archives. It was in the top three for sure. And, you know, there were some back um, like songs on the back end of that Brockhampton record, that Iridescence record that are just just ridiculous. Like Itonia. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the one that's like a little bit more now? I'm forgetting some of the names of them. Like what's the one that's a little bit more almost like country esque, like country style song? It's like uh, on that back of that record. I'm going to look it up real quick. It's um,
1: I'm not quite sure.
0: I'm not either. I, I, I have it on the freaking wall and I don't, I don't remember this. Oh, uh, oh, San Marcos—that's the one that I really. Oh, like San Marcos,
1: yes, that's yeah, just that's crazy.
0: Cool and Fabric, dude, oh my god, I saw them do Fabric live. That was that was a crazy. That was some crazy shit. Um, and how that how that hook just like built and built and built and built. Um, but I so what's interesting about about uh, about Roadrunner. Th- mm-hmm. Is the amount of features they had? I was surprised. I was yeah. pleasantly pleasantly surprised that they're actually getting out there and like working with some other people. Like the fact that they got Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia and ASAP Mob and um, ASAP Rocky. It's interesting. He doesn't get credited on Count on Me, but he's on that first verse, no. so he's on two songs, yep. which, is, yep. which is which is he crazy. Tries. And then Charlie, yeah, and then Charlie Wilson's on here too. Um, so they definitely like went outside their comfort zone. Uh, I really like this project. I'm not even gonna sit here and act like I don't like it. Um, I'm just such a Brockhampton stan where it's like, do I think it's better it's than hard. some of the other stuff? That it's hard. Like, there are certain songs on here that I think are maybe some of the best songs they ever have ever done. Like, yeah, what Joba is able to do on the light is just mind blowing to me. That's just, That's just crazy. Oh, heartbreaking too. Heartbreaking song. First of yeah. all,
1: yeah, I don't, like, just I, don't I don't think I could even like courage, like I could only think I could even put the words together to speak that truth, and like just the way he does it, so like it's not, it's like just saying it was one thing that's like it's, it's its own struggle, but saying it in such a way that has so much conviction, and you are sitting there, you are like, oh my god, my heart's drooping out of my fucking chest listening to this. Jeez. I know. He's special, I know. like, and I've always thought Jobo is one of my favorite from the group, just because he hits those really kids, great ear for melody and great ear for pockets. And this project, I feel like is like you know how everybody like has like oh like their breakout project, you know like, I, I forget like I feel like saturation one might have been a Mirror's project and like you know like certain ones you you know you know that the the broad camp stands fans do. Yep. The Brock Um, dude, they always pick one. But I, for me, I'm like, this is Joba's project. You know what I mean? This is a project that really, he might not have many features on it. Like, you know, as a lot of these other P the other members. Like, I know Merlin sprinkled all over that bitch. But I just felt like his verses just had the most weight. And the songs he were on were just the most important ones on the record.
0: For, for this one in particular, you're saying? Yeah,
1: for this one in particular, yeah.
0: What's interesting, and I've, I've been saying this for a long time, I don't feel like they utilize Merlin enough. And it's and it's funny, I actually was looking at this when the when the album came out. Did you know, I, I believe this, I, I, don't quote me on this, but the last song that Merlin is on is Old News, and then he doesn't show up again for the last five songs. And yeah. I, it, it's strange to me how little he's utilized. I almost feel as though they don't utilize
1: Merlin enough. Um I just, yeah. I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna hold you <laughs> Usually when Merlin hops on the track I'm like oh this just took a digger I'm not gonna lie Something about his It's just It's too um hit Like I There's certain Trust me Old Brockhampton songs When Merlin hits some lines He's some of like, the best one liners Like you know everybody's gonna Scream certain lines He says Don't call me stupid Like you know what I mean Like he <laughs> definitely has those lines But it's like as they progressed as a group and they moved out of like that really kind of just like we're having a lot of fun, right? You know, with just a bunch of kids having a lot of fun yeah. to more serious stuff, his style doesn't, like, transcend so well. And it's kind of like – and, really, like and you look at the last couple songs on this album, they're all really the more deeper cuts where it's, like, more personal. And I don't feel like – like, I'm not saying he can't do it, but the, the way his voice is so brash and it's just so out there and his flows aren't necessarily, like, the most tight. In a way where it's like he's really just hitting it, it's kind of like it's kind of more of just like this is really expressive. This is very expressive. Mm. Um, So, like, I see why they probably wouldn't have him on the later tracks, but like, I'm not gonna lie, a lot of the times when he gets on shit, I'm just like, yo, like, I could have done without it, to be honest with you. Interesting. But um, at least sense. on the newer records, at least. That makes sense. I actually see that point. Although, I
0: will say this he had a really stripped back and beautiful, I'm maybe one of the better verses on a song like I so yes, he can, yes. so he can do it, but yes. to the extent that he wants to, or they want him to, or like I, I, don't know, I don't know where that where that lies. I don't know if like he, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe you you bring up a fair point though, of like he maybe he doesn't fit a lot of what they do now. Like on yeah. certain songs like Bankroll, he's great, right? That, like, oh that's, yeah, that, a song that's like that, perfect,
1: one. perfect fit for him. You know,
0: I I actually never would have thought ASAP Ferg and Merlin that i never would have crossed my mind that them two on a song would be so hype <laughs> you know what i mean but like oh. once we got it i was like oh this is something we should have been <laughs> begging for
1: for a while yeah and that I feel like that's the asap ferg's best verse in a couple years dude crazy. he's getting some crazy pocket i'm like bro like, i'm not gonna lie because i'm like i never was the biggest asap ferg fan that could and it's like me neither and like so i was kind of like oh when i started him on that i was kind of like Oh, hopefully ASAP Rocky's doing most of the work. You know what I mean, like oh. But then I heard ASAP Ferg on this. I'm like, geez. Like are we talking about working out playlist, Bankroll is my song. When I go on my runs, I put Bankroll on, and that gets me hyped up. Once once, once ASAP first starts going in, that's just a good song to run to. You know, keep your keep your rhythm up, just keep the momentum going. But so, how do you feel about um Kevin Abstract on this album? Because there's been I've seen on the internet there's been two kind of sides of this. People are saying kevin abstracts back because he had so, even um even in this podcast i forget what the name of it it was a kevin abstract entry that kind of dropped uh, right after roadrunner and i listened to it and he said his the fans were saying damn you kind of fell off on puppet, uh, not puppy. Sorry. Whoa, 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 that never came out. Puppet um, never came out. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I got the I got the leaks on this one though. But um, <laughs> uh, on, on on Ginger, you kind of he they're like bro. You just kind of felt like you didn't care as much as you used to on your other tracks. And he said he didn't even necessarily care. So what do you think about him on this project? Do you think he's kind of stepping things up or like?
0: I this album was for me Joba and Matt Champion they mm-hmm. yes. they shined the most on this project to me uh i think don mcclennan was ginger that was his time yeah. he had probably one of the best mm-hmm. brockhampton verses uh, of all time i uh, are arguably yeah, yeah. like on, yeah it's unbelievable yeah on that ginger track on that ginger album um the one where they kind of like they they, they kind of hash up the amir van stuff um that yeah. track i really really yeah yeah, yeah but uh and, and not the, not
1: the laugh. Like, that's a very serious topic just just something came in my head but um yeah, 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 yeah. no but like that is i'm, I'm, I'm like, thinking the same i'm thinking the same like thing you know you. you know you know what i'm uh, thinking yeah, yeah, but um, yeah i know but, but like thinking. no and like that like i'm not gonna lie that's one of my favorite uh that's one of my favorite brock Campus songs <laughs> in the end of the day like in that verse when you hear dom just slam the mic down at the end oh it just it's just a like, great it just like it like not like great that he did it but it's like it's you could see how much he felt that what he was saying, mm. you know what I mean, and I that's what um, that's what like I felt like is very important, like, you know, that's very important. But like yes, as mm. you said, Dom was at that album, um, and like sorry, yeah, I didn't and cut you off. No, 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 you're
0: thoughts. fine. Yeah, you're fine. I'm not even answering your question yet, so I, I need to get back to that. But then in Joba in particular though, like Job, Job dude, Joba's like little hook on that song. Oh my god, so crazy. But either way, um, mm-hmm. I do feel as though this was Joba and Matt Champion's album. Like to shine, and Kevin Abshack came up with something interesting, and I maybe this will give you a little bit of perspective and like, um, and like kind of play a little devil's advocate because they signed to RCA and because RCA they had agreed that they needed to drop like I think it was like three albums in the course of like a year or something like that. Oh, it was like, Jesus, that was part of their deal. So part of the, it was like Iridescence. And then I think that they had something else. It might have been or no. So puppy was beforehand, but then of course everything kind of happened. And then they had to, you know, they they dropped iridescence, which some people thought it felt a little bit rushed. I particularly liked iridescence. Yeah. So you're I kind of it, in it, that book. I hated iridescence. That's like really? I'm not gonna, that's
1: my least favorite. Brockhampton cut album.
0: Looking back on it now, it very well might be. I would almost maybe say it's tough. I would ha- ask me to ask me tomorrow. I might have a different opinion three saturation three might be my least favorite, but now, but nah, maybe not. Maybe it is, maybe it is iridescence. I don't know, but neither here nor there. So when they first came out, you could really tell that Kevin abstract was the guy, right? Like he had his hand and everything, him and Amir, like they were like the two, right? And everyone else just kind of felt like secondary Mm -hmm. Amir and Amir and Kevin on the first two Brockhampton records, for sure. Those two guys, Merlin had his moments on two, um, for sure. And you know, Joba Joba was barely really even on it. Like he wasn't even really a vocalist on that first project. Like he was more he he did um he had that amazing um face uh you know hook. Like that is oh, just iconic. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like one besides that, he wasn't now. really Yeah, oh for sure. It is easily one of their biggest songs. But um, Kevin had said because of the turmoil and like they just were very uninspired at that time. That's why Kevin Abstract came out with uh, his solo project, Arizona Baby. So, one of my favorite he projects. He had
1: said, What's that? Oh, I'll say this one. Of my, that's one of my favorite projects of all time. So yes.
0: good. So good. And so he had said that because of Arizona Baby, like that's sort of the reason why he took a backseat a little bit on Ginger. Because he felt as though, since he had already come out with a solo project, where he didn't feel like he had to be somebody that was like at the forefront anymore, wanted to give the other guys a chance to shine. But he almost took, I think, too much of a backseat on this one. He did have some great verses, right? But when I when I took away from this project, I really remembered Matt and Joba most uh, from this from this new one. So I do I do see your point. Although I I will say that. You know, I, I think that's g- almost good of Kevin in a way. Like, I, he I think he does have to find that balance, though. He has to find the balance between giving these guys, you know, some shine as well and an opportunity to shine, but also, like, he's an intricate part of Brockhampton. Like, without Kevin Apt, like, I would argue, like, you know, they've been fine without Amir. Like, they've adapted yeah. without Amir. I don't know if they would be able to be a, a group without Kevin Abstract, though. You know, no, I, and,
1: like, even from the jump... Uh, like, Kevin Abstract's been kind of, like, that's... Like, you know, it's obviously his group. You know, he started it. But, like, that being the case, that isn't necessarily you're going to be, like, the standout guy that the fans just gravitate towards. And he just had that kind of quality about him where, like, when he does something, like, on Buzzcut, you know, when he does it, people are going to flock to it. Like, I remember when I like when he when Buzzcut dropped, you know, I thought it was going to be... You know, you didn't think it was just going to be Kevin Abstract and Danny Brown on the first single for the project, you know? I'm thinking, oh, okay, cool. It's going to be a whole Brockhampton cut... Then when you got that, you know, it was like, damn, this is a great, great single. Then Count On Me comes out, and I was kind of like, uh, like, it was kind of lukewarm. Like, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it, you know? So it's very interesting. It, it felt a little uninspired. Of, it was cool. Yeah, it, was, it felt like uninspired. It was like, oh, it's cool. It's like a poppy song. They were trying to make something catchy. Like, it's cool. Like, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's okay. Like, the more I listen to it, the more I like it, you know? But at first, on my first opinion it was kind of like, ah, oh, it's not bad. But, like, kind of going to your point where you need to kind of figure out that, like, kind of uh, middle ground where it's like, Not necessarily taking up all the spotlight when, like, I feel like if he really wanted to, he definitely could. But, um, and like, but not being too far back. And, um, I think, and the podcast I was listening to the the other week, he had something that I thought was kind of interesting. This could be like a complete bullshit where he's just like, oh, kind of making an excuse up. Or this could be like honest, but I take it as honest. I don't see why why he has to lie. But he was kind of saying, like, he saw that, like, he had like a lot of like people fucking with him. Like, he saw like, there's a, like, he could be really big if he wanted to. Um, and I thought he was just going to be out of here, you know, like off the first session. I thought he was going to be like, what, like, you know, like a household household name where it's not just like kind of niche cultural thing. Right. And he thought so, too. But then he saw it and he kind of got he said he's kind of got kind of turned away from it. And he's kind of afraid to make that next transition and leave. Mm-hmm. So maybe and like he was like maybe like he goes, I wish I went a little bit harder on Arizona, baby, where like I made these songs really, really like polished and stuff like that and like you because i've gotten opinions about arizona baby i love the album and i know you love the album but people see he mailed in some of the verses when he does like the talk rap you know he's kind of mailing it in i feel like he's kind of even like yeah i kind of mailed in some of the stuff it's not horrible you know but he definitely could have done more to make the songs that much more and he said on his next solo project that he's gonna try to like break the mold and become one of those like household names like a tile Crate, or like somebody in that kind of lane where it's like the biggest you can go so i don't know maybe he's just bullshitting because he's upset about the reception maybe some people are giving him or is he just being totally candid
0: i it's 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 interesting how it's like i can't even fathom how a song like peach has not gotten him to be a household name how does that song not like I, i don't even care what type of genre of music you like like you you i how could i don't know how you can't like peach like that song is so damn good like that was low in a low in way that my favorite song of that year like it wasn't it wasn't close it wasn't even close i remember it was like i it was at my mid my mid-year when we did mid-year lists it was my mid-year number one it was easily still number one like it didn't even move um and and, that, and that's fun for me because i love i love doing the list it's a big thing like any fans of the podcast like you guys know i love the lists and if you're a newfound listener like that's what we do we do mid-year mid-year list is definitely coming up pretty soon but yeah i definitely you know, I I think that overall with this particular project though, um, I think the reach of trying to get different, like bigger name artists, not bigger name artists, I shouldn't say that, but maybe more household name artists on it, like ASAP Rocky. I, maybe maybe Danny Brown's not necessarily a household name, but if you're a hip hop fan, you you know Danny Brown. I mean,
1: come stole on, stole my idea.
0: Danny Brown stole your idea. They stole my
1: idea. No, they stole my idea because I was like. Oh, when I get it big enough, I'm gonna get Danny Brown on Nobody gets Danny Brown on a song anymore. And I saw this, I was like, oh, oh. they beat me to the punch again. I'm, also, I'm just joking. But, like, no, I definitely yeah. was thinking that. But, like, as you said, as you're saying, Danny Brown is definitely like a household name in hip hop, you know? Oh, if yeah. If you love rap. Yeah.
0: Oh, my God. I love Danny Brown. He's, he's, he's the, talk about, like, I think Danny Brown is the United States version of a slow tie. Oh. <laughs> like, they, the two of them. I, the two of them if they don't have a song which I don't think they do they need they do. to they need to because yeah. Tim and Denzel holy crap have you heard ever heard that song Psycho no Slow Tie and Denzel no. you haven't heard you haven't heard that shit oh no like, you don't want to listen to that too late at night because it'll probably give you it'll give you nightmares so Slow Tie and Denzel Curry if you haven't heard that thing man Psycho go check that's another one you gotta go check out that song is unbelievable what they're able to do with like the soundscape it's very haunting uh, haunting song but um, yeah, so overall, man, I I I did really like this Roadrunner album. I I will say uh, I definitely need to dive into it even more. Uh, it has only been out for a couple weeks too, so like, and I and I listen to so much music these days. Uh, you know, when this and and I think it was just the shock value of when like the Brockhampton uh, saturation series, like when it came out, and like how obsessed I was, and you know, Ginger for me was definitely a little I, I, like off. Asking me now. Again, I've I've been sitting with Ginger for obviously years, so we all have. So for me, I like Ginger a little better. But yeah, I, I, this is a really good project from them, and I was glad to see a project from them in 2021. And uh, I'd be hard-pressed to imagine that this, in some capacity, doesn't make my year-end list in some way, whether it's the songs or the albums. Like I think it'll be there somewhere um, in some capacity. Um, did you have any favorite tracks from this before we kind of move on to some, uh, some other projects? Yeah.
1: One of my favorite songs from his, "Don't Shoot Up the Party," just, just the meaning behind it. You know, mm. you could take it how it is. Don't, don't shoot up. Like, don't kill my vibe, or like, mm. legitimately, don't shoot up this place because we know what's going on right now with all these mass yeah. shootings and stuff. So, thought that was pretty good, and I was just like, I was, it's a weird because it's weird because like, has that G funk kind of synth Very line G-funk. going through it. And it's uh, it's like it's, it's like you could play that at a party. Like I feel like in personal my preference, you play that at a party, and people get hyped. You know, it's like a really hype song. But then the meaning is just like, oh it's kind of like it reminds me of pumped up, uh, pumped up kicks. You know, it's like, huh, great song. One. But then that you listen to the lyrics, you're like, ooh, this is a little bit darker than I, I previously thought. But yeah, that's probably one of my favorite songs off the project. Cool, cool.
0: I, mm, it's tough. I probably am gonna say the light, but I really like Bankroll, and I really yeah, like I Buzz know. Cut. Um, Mm -hmm. and again, shout out Johan Lennox. He does the outro of of Buzz Cut, which is just freaking ridiculous. But I am I'm gonna go with the light just because of the that and that wonky guitar that they use. Like very like funky too. Like that's an that was an interesting like uh like spin on it. So I'm gonna go with the light, probably being my favorite track from this project. But in terms of like my my most like replayed song, it's probably been Bankroll because it's so catchy and Matt Champion. Like lump up in my jeans, I got a
1: bankroll.
0: I'm like, damn, Matt, get it.
1: You <laughs> go do your thing, boy. Go do crazy, your thing, Matt.
0: No, that's a great song too. Good stuff, man. Uh, there's other artists that I want to put you on to if you haven't heard him yet, and you need to check this guy out. And uh, anybody that's listening to this, if you like gritty old school uh, boom bap or East Coast rap, have you heard Marlon Craft? Have you ever heard of this man?
1: Actually. I've actually have he's um, he's white, right?
0: Dude, he's like white and a ginger, and you put it on, and he sounds nothing like he looks. Nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. He's nothing. a pretty
1: deep voice. Huh? Like I've definitely yeah. heard some of. Those. Let me look. Like I definitely heard a couple of his records, but I'm not too well informed on him, bro. But I definitely know what you're talking about. Like, what 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 songs do you recommend that I check out to kind of get into?
0: Bro, him? "At the Door" is the song you have to start with. It's it was his lead single from his last pro. Excuse me, his most recent project, "How We Intended," that just dropped in 2021, and. Holy crap, bro. This shit is so damn good. And he provides so many different styles on this project. For me is what really and I didn't know him before. Uh apparently he's been he's been doing this for quite a while. Like anyone that hasn't heard him, I would I would say like he has a very interesting cadence. Like at times he gives me like a a Mick Jenkins vibe, like a Mick Jenkins uh like cadence. Other times he kind of comes off, he really like wears that like New York style on his on his sleeve like I can see he, he sounds like very like 50 cent almost like in, in a sense and then there's even some songs here where like he has almost can sound like like the game I'm not saying he sounds like these people necessarily like he, he's biting them but if you like those artists I think you're gonna love Marlon Kraft like just and I've just been enamored with his like pitch control his vocal control his ability to like command the instrumental, like it's not like the beat like he's he's not like playing into the beat like he's not like kind of just um camouflaging himself into the beat like he is the forefront of every single song that he's on and the beat complements yeah and his the beat complements or the instrumental complements his vocals like it's not the other way around so that's what i really appreciate about him and his ability to actually tell a story he's a great storyteller at the door is phenomenal and there's another song on here that's actually his one of his most streamed songs called uh, uh, second most streamed song I, th- I think or third maybe uh, grateful is the other one that I, those two I would start with grateful and at the door would be the two that I would definitely 100 start with and then the last one that after you listen to those two get off my yard if you want if you want a song for your runs or or gym bro that's that's the one so at the door is like the really introspective one that really, I almost thought it was Mick Jenkins when it first came on, it sounded exactly like Mick Jenkins to me. And then, uh, grateful is I probably like my favorite song he's ever, like I've heard of his, um, that hook is infectious as hell. And then, uh, the last song, like, uh, get off my yard. Uh, he's, he's basically like acting like he's like a grandfather, like an old man. He's like, like a get off my yard it's just it's it's like his cadence on it is ah dude he he's a talented talented dude he is that that guy like he's that dude um so i would totally check him out if you're like looking for like a really dope lyricist somebody that can really play with a lot of different styles as well um you know he does the east coast sound well he does like almost like a southern style sound well as, and he does like west coast stuff so i would totally check out marlon craft he's a guy that i've been very heavy on lately
1: no like i'm gonna check out all the records and like it's funny the tons i have heard him mention everybody has like a, a kind of similar definition to like what he does like a kind of uh, uh, someone whatever i'm about to say but they all say some of the things that you say right? And like one of the things I've been kinda of curious is like maybe maybe like uh, as you say he's a lyricist, I've been hearing he has some crazy just wordplays. Wordplays are phenomenal. Like you can tell he just it's definitely saying. thinks about thinks about what he's saying in like uh, foresight that a lot of, of these these artists nowadays just don't have. Mm. would you agree oh,
0: absolutely. absolutely and another artist one of my last like ones I have from this episode I have mm-hmm. a, a couple more just like Lucy's but if you want to go listen to a legitimate album and this is kind of stylistically stylistically going in a completely different direction we uh, Phoenix yep. and I reviewed one of her singles um, mm-hmm. this is Arlo Parks have you heard Arlo Parks
1: <sighs> that's my girl man I love that album bro Green, Eye, Green Eyes is easily one of my favorite songs I listen to that song like at least once a day Eugene, it's Eugene for me. Oh, Eugene is a great song as well. Oh
0: hey, I know I've been a little bit off, but that's my mistake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was gonna get a performance, bro. But I, that's the performance I really needed. Love.
0: And, 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 her, and her like Australian, our Aussie voice on it. Oh my god, dude, she's a, she's amazing. And oh yeah, she's great. Obviously, I can't relate to Eugene. I shouldn't say obviously, uh, but I can't relate to Eugene whatsoever. Obviously. like i I almost said obviously i can't relate to
1: green eyes too much either
0: i can't relate to eugene it's just it's just so fucking good like it's it's like the story she tells on there like her falling in love with like her best friend from childhood and like obviously Mm -hmm. like trying to figure out like how is she gonna tell her like coming out of the closet of course but like she likes this guy eugene but he's a dick right like so it's just that whole like this story man like and we've all been there right like even if it's not in a like if even it's platonically right like if you have like yeah. a friend that like you know that person's not good for them like that they're with and like you really care about your friend right you may not be in, you yeah. might not be in love with your friend right but like you love your, you you love tell your friend him. yeah yeah you course. yeah you want to tell him. yeah 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 Her, hers is a little bit of a deeper thing where it's like yeah. hey like i i actually love you <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know no like and like it's funny like like that whole like because as you said a lot of the themes of that project have do do have to do with their sexuality like especially on like the record green eyes um the well, or even black dog, the dog records too. where she's talking about like people judging the girl she loved maybe they dated for a couple of days of, like middle school or like mm-hmm. high school i forget what she said but well, of the tune they judged her and they broke up like three days later because the other girl wasn't ready for that kind of uh, attention yeah. from other people being in an openly uh, gay uh, relationship. Mm. So, and like, and like the thing is, just like, like what it comes down to is like, dang, we might not be able to relate to the music specifically, but just the way she writes is so honest. It doesn't get more so honest than that. And like, no. no matter who you are, you just can appreciate that and it's gonna hit you like, damn. Maybe I don't feel exact, as you mentioned before, maybe I don't go, I didn't go exactly through the situation personally, but there's little nuggets that you say, damn, she said that, I definitely felt that, yeah, I definitely felt that before, and I don't, there's, I don't know there's, like, especially in that kind of indie uh, R&B, like, it's a mixture of indie and R&B, that kind of lane, there's not too many people like her. And who have that power, like who have that pen, dude? Like, just to to write like these beautiful, cohesive songs. And like, another song I really love about that album was Portrait 400, the outro track with that cool sample. I've never seen somebody sing on like a sample kind of hip hop esque, you know?
0: Yeah, dude. And then just the the title, if even Phoenix had mentioned this too, like Collapsed in Sunbeams, like that's just so intriguing from a a perspective of like the actual title. And it was funny because I heard uh, Hurt. And that was like the first song I'd ever heard of hers. I don't think the, I don't think the full project had dropped yet, but it, I listened to Hurt and I really enjoyed it. And I was like, damn. And now to me after listening to that and I love when this happens, right? Uh, I almost felt this way about Marlon Kraft a little bit with, cause I loved at the door so much when it came out. Cause it was one of the lead singles. And then when the album dropped, I was like it, at the door almost became an afterthought. And I felt the same <laughs> way with Hurt where it's like, I almost forget it's on here. I'm like, Oh wait. I love hurt too like you know what i mean um i think black dog has a lot of those similar themes as well that green eyes does and i, I love how they the songs are back to back where like it sounds um I, I love i don't it's like that very spacey like that uh that mel- melody on black dog when it's like the open spaces when it's like, like <laughs> i love that shit like and uh her like usually you you're seen as like the blood like the black sheep is like the uh the and but she uses the dog instead which is kind of interesting yeah that that phrase yeah man i oh this this album is incredible man like if if collapse and sunbeams or eugene or whatever doesn't end up on like my year-end list like this is one of the best years of music ever <laughs> at that point like you know what i mean like <laughs> If, if it, it's it's gonna be there, like this album is just incredible. It's incredible.
1: You know, you know what? Like in like a kind of like this kind of reminded me of artists um, that I've been kind of listening to. Is, uh, also LGBTQ is um, it's Dorian Electra. I don't know if you heard her. Pro- oh, remember. their project. Sorry, sorry, I mispronounced pr- um, pronoun her. But oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> but their their music. Is super exciting. Uh, Dorian Electra. Let me just look up the project's name real quick. But I don't. I don't know uh, them off
0: the top of my head. So I've never. I've never heard of them.
1: Uh, Dorian Electra. Called? You said. Well, the project. They so they released a project this year called My Agenda. Uh, well, last early later last year in 2020, but it was closer to being like 2021. But the okay. project I'm speaking about, what I really enjoy, is flamboyant. Wait, did they? Um, did,
0: like, did, wait? Did this? Did they die?
1: No, did they? No, no, that's Sophie. That's Sophie. No, no, no. but oh, Sophie okay. definitely worked. I was like, I was about to freak out. I was okay. like, what oh, the? Hell? Because
0: because I thought, okay, so maybe maybe the album cover I've seen before, flamboyant.
1: They so they so Sophie who did pass away. They definitely worked a lot together because. Oh, um, okay, that's because Dorian it was, then. and uh, Dorian a hundred GEX are very close, you know. Oh, I like hundred really, GEX too. 100 yeah, hundred GEX exactly. Cool. I think Dylan Brady has some production credits on this uh, flamboyant project as well. I don't okay. remember what right. song, but like you need like the way they uh, play with um, gender on this is pretty pretty unique in its own way. Because okay. some of my favorite my favorite song off it is called Career Boy, and it's like it's funny because the reason I like the music so much is because it takes pop music. Like, you know, like, stereotypical pop, you know, you got to have that okay. big hook. You got to have that thing. It takes that and just maximize it in this, like, ironic, maybe to this ironic place where, it's like, the hook is just so big. It's like, we're going to have all this beautiful music kind of running behind it. And, like, just make it, like, everything in pop, they just expound. Like, it's hyper-pop-esque, but it's more like pop-pop, but they're just going to go crazy okay. on every element of it. And, like, I definitely check, say, check out Career Boy, especially the music video. The music video just has like some cool um, vibes going on there, um, and like it just adds to the song. And I would say the like the the, the, tr- the like the title track "Flamboyant" is also a really fun track as well. And the, the remixed album and like it just it's funny because um, they haven't really hit the uh, they haven't really hit the not like the spot where I thought this album would take them. But like their work with like they have songs with that came out this year with Rebecca Black. Uh, oh, I like noticed this now. Yeah, Rebecca yeah. Black. Say what? Can you say that one time? Sorry. Broke no, it.
0: I'm just saying. I'm I'm saying I, I noticed uh, on the track listing Rebecca Black. I didn't even realize.
1: Yeah, like and it's funny they uh, they were featured on Rebecca Black's Friday remix as well. So no So like Yo, oh, the 10 year you know remix about that of the track.
0: Oh. oh, sorry. I was just gonna say like. Uh, you know what's funny about Rebecca Black, apparently, uh I, I, not to mention him again, but on Johan's episode, he was talking about how he bumped into her recently or he met her and he like apparently she's just like really cool. Like it's just like a cool Oh like, yeah, of course. I didn't I didn't I, I really feel yeah, like I haven't heard little, her name in a I'm long sorry, time. Sorry no, 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 you're fine. No. I just said I haven't I haven't heard her name. It's tough on Zoom. I uh, I haven't I
1: haven't heard her name in a long time. No, it's like I assume shows she'd be like super nice because all the shit she had to put up with for like something that's like so like doesn't mean like bro you're really gonna shit on her shit on a little girl a 13 year old girl for right. like making a shitty song bro and like the whole internet just dog on her like like at the time that dropped I was in eighth grade you know what I mean so obviously I was gonna dog on her <laughs> cause I'm a little yeah. kid I'm just following the trends but like of course like I bet you she's like a super sweet person and like it's funny I love to see I lo- I love to see where she's trying to take her music in um, more like obviously, she's grown up and like she's trying to take it more seriously now uh, than ever. but I love how she's tapping in with that like hyper pop honic gigs, Dylan Brady, um, uh, Laura Les kind of style mm. and just working with those creators too. And I feel like it makes a it's a good it's a good pivot from being like, okay, I made some shitty pop music back in the day where like now it's kind of like we're making maybe not shitty pop music, but we're making ironic pop music where it's kind of, uh, it kind of leads itself hand in hand, where it doesn't seem so jarring, where it's like, oh, you're really trying to be like a lord now, or like mm. really make these ballads, but it's like, okay, you're making some hyper-pop, you're playing with what you did before, and yeah. just really just making it cool. <laughs> yeah, Isn't no, I
0: agree, I agree. It's, it's nice just to see her like still have a career and, and things like that. Isn't it funny how you, when you look up an artist that you've never heard of before, and they have like a million streams on songs, and like, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of monthly listeners. And you're just like, Oh, apparently I have just been in a rabbit hole with this Or I've, I've, I've been under a rock with this, with this artist. Like it's incredible how I'm looking up at Dorian Electra and they have 350,000 monthly listeners. And I am not one
1: of them. <laughs> no. Happens to me. It's, it's unbelievable. Day, like it's crazy. It, every how day. It's, it's crazy. These rabbit hole niches. And just like anybody like, you know, like this artist, probably there's artists We both don't know who might have a million. Like, it's funny, like I go through like since I since I've been writing lately, uh, since I've been writing, I've been going through like people's like you know I just go through the all oh, fans also like and I just go down these rabbit holes and I found these artists mm. that their music is great and they have a million monthly listeners and I've never heard of them before you know like
0: crazy and right it's just like how that, how that, how that yeah, works.
1: yeah it's so nuts
0: it's, it's so nuts it's so nuts I'm gonna have to check that out I'm I'm definitely interested and intrigued by some of I'm uh, it, this is this is great I've been at ad- adding stuff and uh, things that you wouldn't wouldn't expect no, same
1: here. It's awesome Same here
0: dude a uh, couple more just Lucy's I have and then um or actually no last last EP I have that you should check out um oh did I send this to you actually healthy baby boy John Robert I sent this yes, to you I didn't I I'm,
1: yes i yeah I love that I, sh- I love that record
0: that shit was awesome I really really I don't it. Like,
1: where'd you find him and like I then I know you mentioned it briefly in text message but like could you refresh me with that
0: yeah so there's this artist Ricky Reed who came out with a song with Leon Bridges and uh, oh my God, who else is on that song? It's escaping me, but it's really, really good. And I was one of my favorite songs from last year. And I think Ricky Reed's just maybe like a producer, like a instrumentalist or something like that. And I saw him repost this artist, John Robert, who he must've done some work on this. I believe Uh, don't quote me, but I think he did and he was reposting John Roberts saying like oh like you know congratulations on your project like it's really good yada 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 so i checked it out it's a five track ep four track ep excuse me healthy baby boy part 1 oh, no sorry six tracks i apologize six track ep and if you like like indie rock or indie pop like this is this is an artist you have to check out man like he i think he's very young too i think he's only like maybe like early 20s late teens early 20s like he's a oh young young kid but so you can really tell like and he looks at it too. he like literally looks like he's a baby face so like the the, the ep name kind of sticks but it's a really good project for anybody that hasn't checked it i know you, i know you brushed up on it and you like it a lot so it, it, I, i'm a huge fan of this one man like i totally largely recommend it and uh again a little bit different than style than like what you know i traditionally listen to actually i even shouldn't say that i've been getting big into this indie pop thing and there's two more two more lucy's two more singles that if you haven't checked them out i i I recommend not only you and other people as well uh this one is a johan lennox uh he recommended this one to me and i've been obsessed with this song his name it's pronounced rumor but it's rmr
1: oh yeah i know rumor bro dude her her hollywood he got a voice of angel
0: that's what he said and and he's got like he does the ski mask thing where it's like he's got all this dark aesthetic but then he's got this like beautiful angelic voice it's crazy Her Hollywood bro that's one of the craziest or sorry Her Honeymoon I apologize Her Honeymoon that is one of the craziest songs I've heard this year so good and then the last one that I have is uh, apparently they're like a UK production uh, duo or something like that or like an EDM UK duo and they're they're called Jungle. And they've dropped a okay. song called Keep Moving. And Keep Moving. It's like this 80s synth like smash, bro. Like, I I'm obsessed. Like it's it's perfect. Like if you're going to if you're if anyone listening to this is having a wedding, a wedding. soon or mm-hmm. anything like that, this needs to be on a wedding playlist, put it that way. Like it's one of those songs where like it would just get people going. Like it's 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 a great so those are my last two recommendations for tonight. I know we talk about a lot of music, but um no i have i I have more but i have more but we're gonna Hmm? save it for another i I said i have more more uh recommendations we're gonna save it for a different episode because this has been a lot of fun i want to do this again so
1: (laughs) no definitely we could definitely do this again like i always have like music to talk about every you know when we do what we do man music just comes across us and like it's always fun to have somebody to actually talk about it with because oftentimes you can't have conversations like this because if you start doing it people are like Oh my god! This dude's talking about this music, bro. I'm just trying to listen to this right now. And I hate being that guy, so I try not to do it. But I'd love to like geek out over shit like this with somebody. You know, oh, it's the best. So I really it's appreciate you having me on here. As yeah, do no I doubt. I said before, bro. Do you have
0: any? Do you have any final recommendations? Like any projects or Lucy's that you have? Yeah, Maybe like a couple, I'm say, like two or three.
1: Yeah, I have two. And the ones, the Blossoms EP. Not, uh, I think it's Blossom '97 or '97 Blossom which okay. is a cool um they're they're signed to it's funny they're signed to uh kevin abstract or mill on their video st- uh, video stored album and they, oh, they? um
0: oh matt champions on yeah this. yeah
1: they oh, uh they uh, make a very interesting um Yeah, they're one of those journalist artists where it's they mm-hmm. put everything together from hip-hop rock to indie to r&b and i think their record 97 blossom was super dope and uh they're definitely on the come up, um, cause like it's funny uh, when I first found. So I've been following that video store page for a minute. They only had two thousand followers, and um, mm-hmm. Blossom kind of ended up just like taking off with that her first single that was with them called Hardcore Happy, which is one of the more like I see why they put it out first. It's one of the more um ear like friendlier tracks that you can get. It's more reminiscent of some early two thousands or late nineties like pop rock um i guess i would say the best way to describe it but also Mm -hmm. the record shape off that the track after that record shapeshifter is a cool modern take on like i don't know i couldn't even describe it in too much It's super cool another person is that one feature on brock hampton on the old news i think his name is barrett um from that feature i actually checked out his project i don't remember i think it's bearage songs volume two um, I checked out some of that, and he's so he's a what I loved about him. He's a multi instrumental instrumentalist producer as well as a song, singer songwriter. And his production, I gotta get the particular song. Oh my goodness, it's like futuristic. So huh. Baird B A I R D R um, D. Yeah, and the and the record, uh, which one is it, is it Bird few?
0: Songs Volume Two? Is that the one? Yeah,
1: yeah, Bird Songs Volume Two, and the sec- the record Chasing Deer like the whole intro is like just instrumental then he comes in with a very little singing part but the beat is just so captivating because it, it has this old feel to it but it feels like it gives this indie feel to it but the the drum kind of like reminds me of dancehall in a weird way so it's kind of like this weird combination of music and then the singing comes in like i would have pro. like i was because i listened to the beat i was like since the beat was so good i you know <laughs> As the hip hop artist or the musician in me, I was like, "Oh, I just started this playing around, just thinking of flows how I'd come on it, because it's like so like such a big long intro." And then when he comes on, he comes in a way I never would have thought of, but it works so well. So I definitely say check out Bird Songs Volume Two, um, specifically Chasing Deer, like that's a super dope track. And like he needs to get more love than he is. I don't know how much love he's getting on here, but I know he has three thousand followers on Instagram, so he's super deserving of this because he's just super dope, like musically and all around but yeah those are my last like, like things i can think off the top of my head
0: oh i got some homework for sure i think we both we both got a little homework oh i definitely have some stuff to do <laughs> some stuff to listen to awesome awesome hey and listen i think uh i, I think i think we'll have you back maybe maybe like one more time
1: <laughs> oh man please please please, please you can't please. do this the fans are gonna be like you're not gonna let him back on come on we need more of this no this flame no, but I really appreciate you having on me every time. No,
0: this has been, dude, this has been a really great thing. And uh, we got a, we got a little surprise episode. You and I coming in, in, a, in a very soon as well. So the next episode yes. that you got on, we have, we're gonna review an album. I'm not gonna say which album yet, but we are gonna jump on very soon, very very soon, and we're gonna review yeah. this album. You and I, we're gonna go. I, I would love to go track by track. We'll talk about it. So that's gonna be the next one, and we'll get you on to do this again. So hopefully you guys got some recommendations from this episode as well. Uh, and, and thanks for tuning in as, if, if you guys have made it this far obviously make sure you subscribe to the podcast uh, you know we of course we, ha- we do many other so- sorts of segments we do actual legitimate like song reviews with our co- other co-host Phoenix Rios uh, we do of course our guest speaker episodes where we interview uh, local and even national acts and artists uh, Heath240 of course has one and uh, you should also stream his latest song live it's really good uh, the, uh, the music video is incredible really enjoy your stuff man you. and uh, and congratulations on everything you've been doing too man i know i know i know you said we wanted to shy away and not talk about you but i need to give you your flowers just a little bit too so um <laughs> i appreciate especially, it man. especially towards the end and yeah and we're going to link uh both our obvious our instagrams in the description but you know obviously give us a follow at turntable teachers and heath240 on instagram and uh yes, you know sir. stream and stream uh, stream our episodes and stream Heath Two Forties music and hopefully you guys got some recommendations. Leave us a comment, right? Leave us a comment on mm-hmm. YouTube, especially like let us know if there's any of these songs or albums or, you know, artists that you really liked that you're glad that we brought up or give us some recommendations too. That would be really cool. Yeah, Give us, give us some that. recommendations. Would love some recommendations. So give us some, drop us a comment. Let us know, what are you listening to lately? What's heavy in rotation for you? What do you recommend to people? Because I think there's nothing better than when you get a recommendation from somebody and the music is incredible that's always the best yeah. it's even a better feeling too when you know you recommend it and they love it <laughs> that's that's yeah. the good stuff that's what we love so totally yeah. uh yeah reach out to us drop us a comment let us know what you're listening to as well and yeah well and let us know what you thought of this episode we'll definitely do more of these if uh if you guys enjoyed it so but of course e240 man this is a lot of fun and we'll uh, like i said we'll get you back pretty soon
1: yeah, I won't be in the dark next time
0: <laughs> I have a light on. I was going to say, you so got slowly, dark all of a sudden.
1: <laughs> I know. It was slowly getting dark, and I was like, I don't want to get up in the middle. We have such a good conversation to turn the light on. But I'll definitely have a little bit better setup going on next time. But
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, i you be back, back, be back home, home. Right, right, right. Exactly. No, I'm glad we were able to do it, though, either way. So, But, yeah. Without further ado, thanks thanks for joining us. We really appreciate it. And uh, until next time, I'm Mike. This is Heath 240 with the Turntable Teachers. The class is officially dismissed.